Welcome back. Welcome in. It is the Bill Michaels show on this Thursday. Bill stepping away for the rest of the show. He will be back tomorrow. I'm Ben Kenny. Zach Heilprin will be along in a few minutes. We will take you the rest of the way to two o'clock to the rest of the network joining us for this 11 o'clock hour. Welcome Packers Cowboys uh, coming up on Sunday. I mean, a game that we circled when the schedule came out of oh, the Packers will be what six and two looking for a number one seed top of the NFC North. The Cowboys come into town. Big Mike's return to Lambeau. Maybe they're good with Dak, but this could be about really like can LaFleur defeat his predecessor and can the Packers stay at the top of the North and of the NFC. That was back in the off season. Things have obviously changed since then where we stand now. The Packers have lost five straight. The Cowboys are somewhat rolling uh, coming off a recent bye week and the story this week with Rodgers and everybody, a lot of the questions that have been asked ha- have to do with Mike McCarthy. And I mean, rightfully so. That's the guy that won the last Super Bowl for this franchise. Uh, definitely deserves all of the praise that he's gotten. I feel like the story, though, at least for some of this week, is kind of like it has for this whole season. You look at the London game, all the talk was the travel and oh, it's not a normal schedule for them. You go to the Jets game and people are throwing in all of the you know, LaFleur and Sala and LaFleur and his brother and all the relationships there. You just feel like that there are all these side storylines to a lot of these games as they enter. And then you go to the Commanders game, the Lions game. We all thought, okay, this is, this is the get-right game for the Packers. This is when maybe... The offense, the defense will start playing coherent football and actually get over the top and and figure things out, get back in a wild card position and, you know, I try to right the ship, which has started sinking very, very fast. Zach Heilprin is going to be along in a second, and I have a general thought to lead us today. Last week, a lot of the talk when I hosted with Grant Bills on Thursday had to do with the defense, had to do with whether they could stop what the Lions did. I really if it was put up or shut up time for the unit and I by all they played great especially given the context of what the offense was not able to do but I it's the story of the season you look when the offense succeeds then the defense starts to lapse up when you have one good half you have another bad one and I wanted to start with Rasul Douglas we played this on the huddle last night speaking to reporters yesterday talking about the struggles talking about why they have occurred and I really a perfect diagnosis of what the season has become. Take a listen. We've been losing because we've been losing. If that's what you're asking, you know, we suck because we suck. You know, it ain't got nothing to do with London. Nah. Since we're not executing, we keep doing the same thing every week. Play two halves of football, never four. And that's just how it's been. Up on the Giants, 20, whatever, loss. The Jets, we did good, loss. So it's just. This game, just we keep playing too hot. Last week, Buffalo. Second half, we played great. First half, trash. Last week, same thing. And it's just, it has to come to where we can do, we can play more than two quarters. And this year, we haven't. It's refreshing to hear the honesty from Rasul Douglas because he's right. You look at, even within the unit itself, Darnell Savage will have struggles and miss a tackle. The next play, you have Rashawn Gary or Quay Walker or somebody in the backfield sacking the quarterback. 
So, I, I mean, that was kind of a microcosm of where the defense stands. It's a team as a whole. But when you come away from the Lions' loss, I, there were some encouraging signs from the defense. I, aside from the injuries, which are now starting to ravage this team, a, a true, once it starts to snowball, the snowball gets rolling down the hill situation there with bad stuff coming, uh, bad news in general coming out about this football team. But uh, that's the microcosm of the defense, and they play well against the Lions. And and once we get Zach in here, I, I want to propose, I guess my thought, my proposal for this Sunday is when we look at the Packers and, and the matchup with the Cowboys and where this team stands, like uh, clearly far away from all expectations we had set during the season. There were there was the three interception performance from Rodgers, his comments on McAfee, the Jeremy Fowler report that maybe wide receivers not thrilled there in the locker room of being somewhat scapegoated. That was the word used for some of the offensive struggles. Then you go back and look at the tape. And I mean, there were countless instances of whether it's Sammy Watkins or whoever else falling down, running the wrong route. It's all disjointed and it all feels feels terrible. So entering this Sunday, my initial thought of, I, I think this is officially, if it wasn't for the last four weeks, with where we stand and maybe the future, like I was in attendance when Brett Bielema came into Madison, beat Paul Christ, ended the Paul Christ era, and uh, really it was a depressing vibe in there. I was shocked. This Sunday feels like it could have a, a similar feeling. I think it is officially time, and Zach is now here, and I will ask you this as well, Mr. Heilprin. It feels like it's officially put up or shut up time for Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that is fair to say? I First of all, hello. But second of all, do you think do you think that is fair to say? Hello, Ben, by the way. Um, I feel like it's been put up or shut up time for a while. I don't think this week has anything more to it just because it's Mike McCarthy. You're three and six, man. You've lost five straight for the first time since you were starting since uh, your first year as a starter. It's way past that point. And the problem is, I just don't think there's anything to put up. Like, what are you putting up? I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, Dallas is playing was playing really good football before the bye. They're 6-2. and two. They've got an explosive offense. They've got a defense that's going to harass him into uh, probably um, some issues. They've got a good secondary. I, I don't know what's there to put up here. Put up? What, what are you putting up? A turnover-free performance? Which used to be a guarantee. That's who he was. That's always, I mean, it's who he's been. He'd, ha- he'd have to throw like 100 straight interceptions just to lose the record for uh, the fewest, you know, interceptions per attempt. Like, it's not even close. So that's who you are. That's what you expect on a daily, on a, every game. What he needs to do is go above and beyond what he's been uh, this year. He needs to be what he was the last two years. And I don't know if that's possible with the surrounding cast that he has. Yeah, I don't I don't think it is. I guess I'm sitting here trying I'm trying to think of how this game can be framed and what we could take away. There there's obviously the part of I mean, the Packers are just not a good football team right now, and the Cowboys are. So all indications would lean towards, you know, it could be an easy Cowboys win, or you would expect at least the Cowboys to get a win. Five point favorites on the road in Lambeau. That is not something that usually happens. I'm trying to think about how we could frame this contest or I guess the general thought entering it. Because last Sunday, Zach, I thought, you know, the the Lions match up. They're an offense that has success at home. They're a defense that 
I mean, I, th- I thought the Packers would score a lot of points against them, or at least I thought they should be able to. And they got down to the goal line, and it obviously did not work from there. But I looked at that matchup, and I said, okay, this is when it's like the defense needs to show up. They have been very inconsistent, half to half, quarter to quarter, play to play. But if you could shut down the Lions and start to turn it around, then maybe you have some sense of life. The defense did their part. The offense did not. I'm wondering the best way to enter this Cowboys matchup, the best frame for it, aside from just like this team struggling and they're not very good. Expect a loss and be happy that they win. Yeah, it's a it's a good way to put it. What are you expecting here? I mean, they're three and six for a reason, right? It's not that the thing is, and I know a lot of people have been like, uh, they're like very close to being what? One and eight. Some people would say. Just based, I mean, they, they, the, the win at Tampa Bay, the win over the Patriots, people, those games could have gone the other way. and be, they, Oh, they could be one and eight. They could also, I mean, they've only been blown out, what, the opener, the Jets game, and I guess if you want to throw the Bills in there, you can. I think that game was probably not as close as that score. Every other game is a one-score game. Could have gone the opposite way. And so you could also look at it being like, they're not that far away, Ben. I, I am personally not looking at it like that, but you, as the eternal optimist that you are, could look at it in a different way. Well, I can draw an easy comparison to the Nebraska Cornhuskers oh, of 2021, where they lost every one-score game, but they were good. I, this Packers team's different. They that, might be that losing. Nebraska team could actually score. Yes, they're losing a good amount of one-score games, but it, the feeling is, I mean, now when you look back to the beginning of the season. I like they escaped the Patriots with a three point win in overtime with a backup quarterback who is fine, nothing close to special. And then obviously the Bucks game where you feel like they escaped and maybe were dealt a lucky hand with what the Bucks had on the outside. Yeah. I look, they did. I mean, they haven't have a ha, facing Bailey Zappi, you know, for four quarters as opposed to, you know, the Vikings having to get to play against every single backup quarterback that is that they faced this year, or so it feels like. Some teams have the luck and some teams don't. Uh, Packers been drilled by injuries, drilled by a ball going off the forehead of a defensive lineman and f- going right up in the air and them catching it as opposed to, you know, ball going straight up in the air and Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith hit, hitting into each other. A lot of things just have not gone their way. It doesn't mean they're a, a good team. But a lot of things have gone against them this year. All right, Zach, I've I've figured it out. This is what we're going to do. 877-867-1670. That is the number to call. 877-867-1670. I'm on Twitter at Ben Z. Kenny. He is at Zach Heilprin. You can tweet at us at well. I'll tweet it out coming up during break. This is what we're going to do. How would you, the collective public, frame this Cowboys-Packers matchup? Are you just sitting there and it's a true, I expect nothing, and whatever I get that's positive is a bonus? Are you expecting some sort of fight? Are you expecting them to figure it out? Is there a unit that you really think this is the time for them to, for lack of a better term, put up or shut up? I, I mean, for me, it, it still is Rodgers. And I'm not talking about going out there and throwing for 280 and three touchdowns and amazing. I'm just saying, like, can we not throw interceptions? especially on the goal line. Like he talks about the execution part. Can we execute in those spots? And I get it. There are other things that happened and wide receivers aren't helping, but still, but the standard, I, I would like to hold a hall of fame quarterback to, can we 
and play the complimentary game from the quarterback position. And if the defense lets him down, so be it. But I don't think this team can build on anything if the quarterback play is not there. So that's how I'm framing it. So just don't beat Carson Wentz? Yes. Okay. Correct. Correct. Because I'm pretty sure you compared him to Carson Wentz, didn't you? No. I I compared the vibe. And I'll talk about that next. I Some people were not happy with that. And I'm, I'm more than happy to get into the tweet. It wasn't a comparison of level of play. It was something that has to do with the outside perception. Hmm. And I'll get to that when we return. We'll also take your phone calls, 877-867-1670. How would you frame this Cowboys-Packers matchup? Where are you at entering it? Is there hope? Is there any sense of, you know, maybe, maybe a win here could lead to momentum? Where are you at with this game coming up on Sunday? He is Zach Heilprin. I'm Ben Kenny. We're in for Bill Michaels for the rest of the way. Stick around. Your phone a lot more coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, welcome back in. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny, Zach Heilprin. Taking you through to 2 o'clock. Packers-Cowboys coming up this weekend. Big Mike's return. You're going to hear from a little Mike McCarthy. You're going to hear from Jerry Jones when we enter the next segment. A uh, a comment I thought everybody would enjoy, Zach, uh, of him on Dallas radio yesterday. So that's coming up in about 10, 15 minutes. The question we are discussing, what we're focusing on, how, how would you frame this Cowboys-Packers matchup and where are you at with it? Because no longer are we in the the scenario where you expect the Packers at home to be good teams, right? We are in a we're in uncharted waters with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So how would you frame this matchup coming up on Sunday, Zach? Where you're at, you're more in the uh, whatever positive stuff they can do would be great because expectations are low. Camp? Oh uh, no, I think that they should play Jordan Love and play all the young guys and uh, hopefully you know, lose all the games and then you have a really high draft pick. No, I'm, I, I think anything that you do positively should be looked at, uh, looked as a success. You're not a great, you're not a good team right now. And you're three and six very, I mean, again, there's seven teams getting the playoffs. So it's not like you're completely out of the playoff uh, hunt, but my gosh, do you think this team with as many injuries as they have and all that's going to come up and do that? So they're going to fight. I know that they're going to fight. But I don't think it's going to result in anything good. And whatever good does come out of it, that should be considered a success. Yeah, I'm looking at the offensive side of the ball. I want to see what Matt LaFleur has for Micah Parsons, <laughs> where we've seen like Micah Parsons is a, an MVP caliber defensive player. That says enough with what he could do and how he impacts a game. Some teams that have played the Cowboys have decided sometimes not to block him if they have mobile quarterbacks, which the Packers don't. But I'm saying there are a lot of ways you could go about mitigating Parsons' impact on the game. And some plans have really worked where sometimes you let him free and you could run something the other way and try to take him out of the game that way. I want to see what LaFleur has for Parsons or the offensive line or the running backs or whoever. And then what can Rodgers do under that pressure? I mean, it's going to be got to run the ball. It's the only way you slow down a pass rush with, with that type of kid. I mean, he's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. The fact that he dropped to where he was, I know there were some pre, pre-draft things said about his effort and personality. That is not an issue whatsoever. It's because he sat out the COVID season. 
that right. I'm saying like to, sort of like an individualistic type of thing, and I which w- to me was kind of insane because that doesn't show up at all. No, not at all. He's ridiculous and probably going to have a big impact. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. How would you frame this matchup? Where are you at with this game coming up on Sunday? Let's go to Mike. Mike, how are you, man? Uh, good program, guys, uh, and good question. Appreciate it. Zach, Zach took all the wind out of my sails because that, I was thinking the same thing he was with as far as the way the Packers are trending downward. The one thing I would expect and I hope they don't have are any more uh, season-ending injuries. Um, and as far as our bench depth, I mean, yeah, I would start implementing more of the, the you know, the new guys. Um, and you know something? I kind of figured this whole thing out with the Packers. Um, when you take away Linus's security blanket, what are you left with? Um, Rogers has had typically Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, who's injured, and Devontae. You cannot plug and play green rookies, let alone seasoned veterans, to take over. It, there's going to be a lot of hiccups here. I think what's what I think is going to happen is I'm hope expect the worst, hope for the best. I, I want the Packers to make a game out of it, if anything. Um, you know, there is no such thing as a moral defeat, but I don't want to see any more injuries. And who knows, all these injuries we have now, what are these players, gonna, when they get done healing and rehabbing, what are they going to be like afterwards? Um, I, I was told the adage is when you're 30 years or older in the NFL, I don't care what position you're playing except for maybe a kicker or a quarterback, you get injured, man. You're, you're damaged goods. I mean, it's a young man's sport. It's uh, what Rogers stated a long time ago, and it is. And uh, if they're trending downward. It's the best thing. If they lose, they're going to get a higher draft pick, and I hope they do what they need to do with that pick because I'll tell you, they didn't have a good draft this past season or the trade deadline. Everyone knows what they should have done, and they didn't do it. So I know Rodgers is holding him hostage, $50 million a year. You'd want to play him, but you know what? Give give Love a chance because uh, Love was in the same spot Rodgers was when he was playing behind fire. That's my statement. Wow. Um, interesting. So, Zach, here's what I'm going to do, and appreciate the phone call, Mike. Thanks for listening. I, I'm going to start a tally today. I, I'm going to see how many love calls we get. I, I'm curious because it's it's proportional and disproportional on certain days where after a game maybe where there are struggles, there could be more. But this is a Thursday entering Big Mike's return to Lambeau. So yeah. I, I'm going to tally the, the love versus Rogers stuff because I'm curious. I, the thing about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and that whole dynamic and uh, really in 2005 and, and 2006 – and then obviously in seven, Rogers only played when it was either a blowout or the game uh, or, or Favre, or Favre got hurt. I mean, I, I talked about sure. at Baltimore in 2005 was a blowout and, and Aaron Rodgers got in. You think about 2006 when they got blown out by the Patriots, uh, he got in and, and Favre and then he got hurt, obviously broke his foot and was done for the rest of the year. Those games that he played in were only when Brett Favre got hurt. So if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, I think we could we'll obviously see Jordan Love. I'm not sure we're going to see him otherwise. Again, I guess it's possible this this thumb injury is more significant than what's being let what we're being told, and at some point he's just they're just going to shut it down if they they're out of playoff contention. But I would be shocked if if Rogers would ever be okay with being benched to the point where they put somebody else in there. And whether we think he should be or not, I just can't see them doing that to him. Yeah, I, I mean to be frank, I'm curious what love looks like. Because the last time we saw him in regular season action was a long time ago. And I thought the preseason he looked fine. I, I'm curious. But 
I am still I, I'm still holding out some sliver of hope that Rodgers can turn it around or the team can. I, I just I don't want to see love start on Sunday, but before the end of the season, if it gets bad, then I can, then I would want to see what love can do. Right. Whether you want to see it or not is kind of irrelevant. Yes. I think we I think we both would be interested to kind of see what it would look like. But otherwise, I mean, it's 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 so unlikely that it's going to happen. I just can't see them pulling the plug on that. Oh yeah, definitely. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Get back to the phones in one second. We, uh, you mentioned the Carson Wentz thing, Zach. Last. I did. Uh, well, you mentioned the Carson Wentz uh, Aaron Rodgers comparison. Well, it was not a comparison directly in terms of the level of their play, but I was getting some semblance of of vibes that related to. Carson Wentz's final couple years in Philly and only not from his play at all from the sense of uh, the there was great play previously and then as it kind of tailed off you saw a couple throws here and there where you could see a throw nobody else could make or not many people could make whether he's fitting it into tight coverage uh, hitting somebody deep over the top athleticism you saw that throw you're like oh okay he still has it, right? Like, it might not all be lost. And then the rest of the play was not great next to that. But it was those other ones. It's like, I know you don't like my golf analogies, but it's like when you go out to play golf and you play like crap. You, you don't hit anything well. But one single shot you hit is the one you remember of, oh, wait, I, I might still have it. It was that. And then also the sense of everybody on the outside when Wentz is final couple years in Philly saying, Oh yeah, but he doesn't have the receivers suck. Rager sucks. All, all of them are terrible. If you get him weapons then maybe he'll still be great. Very different scenarios. Just the semblance of with Rogers this year, at least I think like we have seen moments. We have seen those throws where you're like, okay, he's still Aaron Rodgers, but most of the other time it's been poor. I kind of feel like comparing Aaron Rodgers and, and Carson Wentz, not necessarily comparing, but that, that a little bit of a, comparison it's a thought it's kind of like saying uh, tiger woods and a scratch golfer like i I mean tiger woods one of the greatest of all time perhaps the greatest of all time throwing uh, you know as a golfer aaron Rodgers, not on not on tiger woods level but it's still one consider one of the best ever to do it carson wentz had about 10 good weeks of football in him when he was an mvp candidate for 10 weeks Mm -hmm. until he got hurt where else is this great play coming from that you're referencing? I'm talking about you said his last couple of years he was never he was never great. No, but he threw. But there were throws where you thought every, that he might be. Every NFL quarterback can make throws here and there. It's the guys that can throw it at an elite level on a consistent basis that are the ones like Aaron Rodgers that you're saying. Well, he's still got that in him somewhere. Carson, I mean, we, we talked about this with, with Graham Mertz. We see these great throws, and it's like, can't you be more consistent? Aaron Rodgers has done that consistently for a long time. It's still there. Carson Wentz did it for 10 weeks. Yes, consistency is everything. But uh, Carson Wentz is the biggest boomer bust guy ever. Like You still saw it the first couple of weeks in Washington, where he would airmail guys, incompletion. He holds the ball for too long and takes way too many sacks that way. We're the same. You go back to his previous stops. Everybody always says, oh, but what if the line could block for him? Where eventually it was just because he held the ball too long. But then the big boom bust play where you saw the flash of, of greatness. And yes, this, the sample size is smaller. And I don't mean to say Aaron Rodgers is playing close to or at the level or tailing off like Wentz did. I'm just saying when I watch him play the last couple of weeks, 
it has been more than not just not good play out there where the consistency has pretty much been gone, and that's why the team's struggling. Yeah. 877-867-1670. Let's go back to the phones here. Pete is listening to us in Madison. Pete, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call. You guys, a great show. Um, Appreciate it. First, yeah, sure. Um, first, I, I, I guess to, to frame the upcoming game, I would say you have said, is, is there any hope? I think you'll always have hope, but in terms of – how the two teams look right now. Dallas just seems to have it all put together, or more put together, I should say. Uh, and they don't have the, the injury issues, so I really don't have any expectations whatsoever for the Packers on that game. Yeah, my biggest but, thing, uh, at least Packers defensively, without Rashawn Gary and with the injuries there and with the tackling issues we've seen or inconsistency, yeah. what can they do against Pollard? And what can they do against Zeke Elliott? Because Dak Prescott is... He's really good when everything else is working, when the running game's working and play action and all that. But if if the Packers somehow can take away the running game, I wonder if they'll do enough in the secondary to have success. That's what I'm looking sure, for. Sure, but but have they been able to do that with anybody? I would say probably not. It, so, yeah, no. You know. So, um but and then the, regarding Love or Rodgers, I think it depends. I mean, if you're still trying to to work your system and and you have some of these younger guys then, of course, you want to keep Rodgers in there if you expect that he's going to be around next year. I mean, if, if that's at all up in the air, then I guess you would go at love because, you know. But otherwise, I think you're always trying to, to work your system in. That's what has me so confused about this year in the first place. First, he brought back Tom Clements, right, to, to help with Rodgers. Uh, and so I thought not having Devontae Adams to force the ball into that he would make better decisions like the Lazard play, you know, when he was open in the uh, NFC championship game and that he'd actually look around and I thought Clements would help with that. And that has not been at least not what I've seen, you know, over these, these how many weeks. So, so that's kind of a, it's just weird to me. Yeah. The, and then the Stenovich movement also yeah, the biggest thing yeah, ever. And, and yeah, you look at Hackett, and has Nathaniel Hackett had success in Denver? No, it is not going right. well. And Getze has right. made some... Speaking of offenses worse than Green Bay's. Yes, uh, with uh, right. an older quarterback. But Getze has made some strides in Chicago, where their offense looks a little sure. little better. But, I, I mean, you take them off of, of this offense when you talk about in-game adjustments and whatever Hackett could do, I, I think we underestimated what that would... the impact that would have. Yeah, and then defensively, I thought we had a group of guys that had been in Barry's system last year, so then you would think that they would be around the same level and then improve this year, and it's actually been a regression. So that seems so weird to me. I just don't understand that. You know, that there are a lot of missed assignments and a lot of, you know, confusion over and above what you'd expect in the first couple of weeks. And by now, oh, just it's just hard to watch. Yeah, but I got then you. The, the other th- yeah, the other thing I had was uh, just last week ended up watching, not expecting to, but the whole uh, McCaffrey in, in you know his first time at uh, with the 49ers, well second game, but um, and you know that whole McVeigh and Kyle Shanahan and Lafleur are all part of the same tree. It was interesting to watch Shanahan use him. I mean, he scored three different ways and schemed for him. And I'm wondering, we have an Aaron Jones that it may mean not quite McCaffrey, but is pretty close. And how come we have never been able to figure something out for him that way? That This year I thought they would be leaning on him that way. 
and that hasn't been the case. So I'll let you guys comment on it, but uh, that's just been my ugh, my frustration, my confusion, my, you know. Yeah, I got you, Pete. I share it. Appreciate the phone call. I, what do you think when it comes to that, Zach? Why they haven't been able to scheme Aaron Jones like, say, Shanny does for his players? They got to do it. We just we they have to do it. They just got to do it. Isn't that what uh, Matt Lafleur says? Every time they don't get him the ball enough, like yeah, eight carries not enough. It's it feels like it's a, it's a broken record. I don't know. I think they've done a, a better job of getting the ball in his hands the last couple weeks. Um, but he was banged up as well. Yeah, and I, and you want to get AJ Dillon touches as well. So I think there there comes into that. But also, San Francisco has other guys that you actually have to worry about. You have to worry about George Kittle. You have to worry about Debo Samuel. You have to worry about Brandon Ayuk. What what are you exactly worrying about when it comes to the Packers passing game? Yeah, that's the key for me. And it, the thing is, I mean, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's maybe a little bit different. But right now, teams are treating Aaron Rodgers like he's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a lot easier to scheme for a guy like that when you have others on the field that require attention. For the Packers, they, they just don't have pretty much anybody at this point. Uh, and especially when, like, Lazar, especially when Christian Watson's hurt where that's the guy, maybe he could change things how like MVS could. How pathetic is that, though? Ah, it sucks. I mean, that's that's what you're, coming, you're relying on, a guy that has speed. We don't know about his hands at this point. Got some speed, take the top off of defense. MVS had some issues with drops at points in his career, but, yeah, I mean, it's that's what you're, that's what you're hoping for, a rookie uh, to come in there and just be a threat down the field and it would open up so much more. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you have, they have more issues than that. Well, that was also uh, maybe trading down to take him in the second round or trading, trading up. up, yes, to take him in the second round instead of with one of the first-round guys, maybe, if something could have happened. But also, you talk about the Rams right now, like Rams, Niners, Packers. The Rams are also struggling because their offensive line has been struggling and their run game has really been non-existent. Yep. So that offense, we saw win a Super Bowl and look amazing with Cup and Odell Beckham and Stafford throwing well, and they were running it. That all works when you actually have all the pieces to do it. As soon as you take away the running game from McVay and you go back to Kyle Shanahan, like when you take Debo Samuel and the good players off the field, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work close to as well. So that's why I would say there hasn't been Aaron Jones throwing passes. But Throw, I, Throwing passes? Yeah, like McCaffrey did. Yeah. They scheme that for him. Um, 877-867-1670. We will get back to the phones when we return. Also, you're going to want to hear this. Jerry Jones was on the ticket in Dallas yesterday and was asked about his most painful memories, and it was relating to experiences against Aaron Rodgers with McCarthy's return to Green Bay coming up on Sunday. You'll want to hear what he has to say. When we return, then we'll get back to the phones. Packers Cowboys coming up on Sunday. A lot more chatter to come throughout the day. That's at Kyle Prin. I'm Ben Kenny. It's the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Say that the biggest heartbreak uh, play he wasn't involved in, and that was the one of Des Bryant when uh, they ruled he didn't have the catch. That's the one that stands out the most. Oh, the no catch. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, the, the catch that was in, ruled an incompletion, I guess, in, in respect to Jerry's last comments. But. There is Mr. Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy weighing in on the, the no catch or the catch that was in catch, then an incompletion. As Jerry says, Des Bryant 
when he dropped the ball. Um, colorful Jerry Jones, as always. Zach, you uh, you went through the Mike McCarthy press conference it was this great. week. Yeah, it was great. And that was a, a joke. I don't know what prompted it, but you had posted that 13-second clip on Twitter. And, and it was awesome because you wonder where his – because back then he's still the Packers coach and, you know, Jerry's obviously on the other side and now – Jerry is his boss, and you wonder which side of the line he toes. I yeah. think he did a great job. So he was asked when he thinks Green Bay, Dallas, what comes to mind. And he said, oh, Ice Bowl. Ice Bowl comes to mind. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And, and the reporter followed up because, yeah, but what about what what about uh, anything else? What's what's the next thing that comes to mind? And then that clip plays. And, yeah, no, it's it, it was good. He It's clear that he thought it was a no catch. It's clear. Doesn't matter, you know. He can be in Dallas all he wants, but he was pretty clear he didn't think it was a catch. However, I am. I will go to Dave saying, even if he caught it, even if he caught it and they scored a touchdown there, Green Bay's offense is coming right back down the field and scoring to win that game. There's no doubt in my mind. They didn't. They were not stopped in the second half. Aaron Rodgers and that offense in 2014 in the playoffs, even with him hobbling a little bit, they were on fire. And uh, so I don't. I have no doubt that if. They ruled that a catch, and it wasn't a catch. So we'll just <laughs> sit there and say that. Hashtag Dez didn't catch it. Um, the offense is going right back down the field and scoring. So yeah. it's irrelevant to me. But just the insaneness of that playoff run, Every like Dallas got lucky on an interception against Detroit. Oh, yes. Oh, they, the week before. They should have lost. That was There was a penalty or, or a phantom defensive hold something that lost like, something the Lions like the game. Yeah. And then the following week, they get the Des catch, right? And the week after that, Green Bay, close your ears, everybody who doesn't want to hear this. The Packers blow a late lead in the NFC Championship. You know, um, Brandon Bostic can't hold on to the ball on the uh, that. And then in the Super Bowl, Russell Wilson throws an interception on the goal line. Like, every team that just was consistent, consistent, consistent. Like, how did that happen? The next team did something to one up what happened the previous game. It was uh it was remarkable just cuz all the te- the team that benefited one week got drilled by the next week. Yeah. 8778671670. Paul Charchin's going to join us at noon to talk fantasy football. We're talking Packers Cowboys. How would you frame this contest coming up on Sunday? Let's go back to the phones. James is in Green Bay. James, was it a catch? Uh, not by the uh, rules, no. <laughs> well said. Well said. What's on your mind, man? Hey, uh, you know, I'm just going to speak the unspeakable here. Uh-oh. I think it's time for every, I think it's time for every, everybody to be honest about the Packers, and that includes the fan base, the media, the coaches, the front office. Let's face it, the window has closed with the opportunity to go back to the Super Bowl and even the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. Their opportunity was 20 and 21 his last two MVP years. For whatever reason, the GM didn't do enough to put him over the top. He didn't get him that extra pass rusher or whatever they did. And it's time to rebuild it. Let's face it. It's time to rebuild it. They are never going to go back to the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. They need way too much help. If you honestly look at this team, you, you can't argue with me that they need safety help. They need extra pass rushers, yet they always need D-line help. They need O-line help. They need another dynamic receiver. They need a tight end. And they might even need the quarterback if Jordan Love isn't any good. And if you're picking in the top five of the draft this year, don't you have to seriously look at picking another quarterback? 
I mean, it's time for everybody to be honest about it. They are not going to go back to the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. Man. And that's my Appreciate the phone call, man. Um, rebuild, Zach, I would push against it because you can't really with this contract with Rodgers. Do they have to? You can, I mean, yeah, it would be see you later, Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's what he's talking about, rebuild. It would be an intense one and one I would push back against. Here's my thing. The NFC sucks in terms of where it's been in the past. Like, you look up and down the conference, a lot of underperforming teams, a lot of opportunity where it's so hard for me to say, like, yeah, just go do that. Just ship it in. I, there's no way. Does this year feel over, given everything that's happened in the injuries and the narratives and the vibes coming out of 1265? Yeah, this year kind of feels over. But going forward, I mean, I think you have one more year with Rodgers, and you retool, then you reload to try to see what that year would bring. Yeah, I mean, just the things that they're going to be facing here in the offseason, it's not just Aaron Rodgers' contract. There's a lot of contracts that they push money off, and there's there's only so much you can still do to, to open up space. This was... This was their all-in year, and the fact that they were unable to get anything done at wide receiver is obviously what everyone points to is the reason why they haven't had success this year. But it's it's guys not performing up to the level that they were last year. Andre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, Darnell Savage. Like You can go on down the list of guys that just haven't been able to live up to it. And the offensive line, which many people have considered the last few years one of the better offensive lines, even with the injuries. It just felt like whoever they stuck in there, they were getting it done. They haven't gotten it done this year. So, I mean, they're... To me, they went all in this past off season with some of the contract decisions they made, and it hasn't worked out. And so I, the next step is obviously a rebuild here at some point, whether it's after this year and after next year, and, and the money's going to play a big role in that. They're not going to be able to keep guys. And uh, I, again, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It has to happen. If I'm being like, if someone offered me picks for Rodgers and they would take the contract I'd do it in a second again that you're still going to hold on to that contract in some form or way in, in terms of dead cap money yes but I, I it's a lot of dead cap money I don't think that opportunity would ever present itself but in terms of finding a way oh, to you don't think you don't think someone's I think someone will give picks up for him really this offseason yeah interesting um I I have a peak it would be really funny if uh, it would be hilarious if Packers get a top four or five pick in range, maybe to draft a quarterback. Then they take Jalen Carter from Georgia, mm. the top tier defensive tackle. You want them to take a defensive tackle with the top? No, I don't want them to. Pick. I like it would be hilarious. Oh, if because they did that. because it's Georgia it, and it, they love their Georgia guys, which is classic. It's like, oh yeah, you're in position to do this to fix the a gaping hole on your team, and let's. And Jalen Carter's a great player, the sick player. But yeah, I don't know. Um, the whole like rebuild, the whole rebuild stuff. I want at least mentally to push aside, at least going into this weekend because uh, you're playing the Cowboys in Lambeau, and Mike McCarthy's coming in. And I mentioned it at the top of the like, at the beginning of the hour. I was there when Brett Bielema came into Madison October first and beat. Like it was depressing. I I haven't felt that at a Badger game, probably ever. So just to, I want to put the rebuild stuff aside first, get through this game. And then if they really lose the next three to Dallas, Tennessee, and Philly, and they're three and nine, then yes, I will entertain all options. Do you know the last time they lost eight games in a row? Never. Never. Yeah. Hmm. Very good chance. Yeah.
877-867-1670. We have to step away. Take a quick break. Paul Charchin at noon. Your calls for the rest of the show. Zach Heilprin. I'm Ben Kenny. It's the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers held a light practice yesterday, installing the game plan for Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. Green Bay trying to snap a five-game losing streak. Is it hard to believe that they haven't won a game since October 2nd? Defensive lineman Dean Lowry. Yeah, it's very frustrating. This is kind of uncharted territory to lose five games for this team and organization, but we're staying positive. Um, you know, I think everyone's counting us out except the guys in this locker room. Uh, we have very strong veteran leadership and just going to keep moving forward and try and get a win here. The offense has struggled to score. Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard. You know, we run good plays and maybe one guy doesn't do his his job too well and it kind of ruins the play and whatnot. And I think so. It's been a, a multitude of things throughout the entire year of just not being able to get the offense to be able to fully click and get things rolling. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers was asked if he ran more plays by the book instead of making changes at the line of scrimmage, would the younger players might perform better? I think it has been by the book a bunch. I think that's where, you know, maybe you have... The idea is a little bit off. It has been very by the book. I think the struggle has been how do we make it by the book but not robotic. You know, when it's robotic, you know, unless you have a perfect scheme that's paired up with the perfect defense for that scheme, it's not going to be open. Rodgers facing his former coach, Mike McCarthy, Sunday, will be making his first appearance here at Lambeau Field since being fired nearly four years ago. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones on McCarthy's mindset for the game. Uh, He's got some things that... uh, Uh, get under his skin a little bit, I'm sure. You had all that together, and this is going to be quite a uh, uh, personal uh, visit for him to Green Bay. That's Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. All right, welcome back. It is The Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny, Zach Heilprin, taking you to 2 o'clock. We'll also be live from 5 to 6, Monks Barton Grill Sun Prairie, Kenny and Heilprin. Badger football talk, Badgers, Iowa coming up on Saturday. We'll touch on that game a little bit later on in the show today. Here's what we're going to do. Paul Charchian is coming up at the top of the hour, five minutes from now, to talk fantasy football. If you have questions, at Benzie Kenny on Twitter, hit me up there, at uh, me, DMs, whatever. Let's hit a phone call quick before... We hit the top of the hour talking Packers Cowboys. What the vibe of this game is like? Let's go to Rod. Rod, what's going on, man? Uh, good morning. How are you? Uh, I'll be discharged. USMC seventy-seven. A lot of people may not know it, but today is the Marine Corps birthday. So happy birthday, USMC. Raw simplify. <laughs> and congrats to all those Democrats that won uh, the election this week. Uh, hopefully, he can make this country righteous again. And as far as Rogers, uh, if he plays. The way he played last week, by halftime, I'd take him out and sit there and put love in there and yank his chain like he's been yanking ours. Yeah, I got you. I appreciate the phone call, Robin, uh, Rod, and thanks for your service, man. That would be hilarious. If they played love. Just Rodgers plays horrible and they, they, they pull him at half. Yeah. There's no I, way I'm, in the world. I'm here for the drama. Yeah, there's no way they would. And, like, here's the thing. I, as I've said, I'm curious. I kind of want to know what it would look like. But I have also accepted the fact that it is completely unrealistic until they are way out of contention. But in the sense of, I just in terms of juice and like interest, if they're down twenty at halftime, hell yeah, do it. 
I want to watch a second half with some excitement because this team is not giving me any excitement right now. Would Aaron Rodgers come out of the locker room if that were to happen? I tough to say. <laughs> really tough to say. I don't know. It'll never happen. But to be honest, like sitting on my couch on Sunday, I, I'm going to want that to happen if that is the scenario. All right. Ben Kenny, Zach Halperin with you. Paul Charchian next. Your call's coming up after. 877-867-1670. Gonna step away. Back in a few. It's the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.